first light of the morning, I can see you floating flying over me. In the first light of the morning. Welcome to America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I am your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for dialing us up, uh, listening in. Really appreciate that. I want to talk today about Denali denialism and delusion. The president went up to Alaska this week and he changed the name of Mount McKinley to Mount Denali. He's actually just changing it back to the native name of, all right, we already had Denali National Park and you really want to upset people in Ohio over something in Alaska, uh, you know, more power to you. But doesn't Denali sound like denial. Denial is a great word for those who believe in climate change and as they try and shut down debate. They try and uh, stop people who disagree with them. People like me, people like me who disagree with them on, on climate change. They want to silence that. And so they, they call us denialists. Kind of sounds again like a, a denialist, but whatever. So he was there at Glacier. He was there for Glacier, not just not just the actual Glacier coming down the mountain, but Glacier, the acronym, which stands for, get this, here's, here's the actual name, Global Leadership in the Arctic, colon, Cooperation, Innovation, Engagement, and Resilience. Kind of a long name. I heard that and I laughed out loud at first because, well, I thought of the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What does S.H.I.E.L.D. stand for, Agent Ward? Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement, and Logistics Division. And what does that mean to you? I mean, someone really wanted our initials to spell out S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah, somebody really wanted the initials to spell out Glacier. Global Leadership in the Arctic, Cooperation, Innovation, Engagement, and Resilience. It just rolls off the tongue. Anyway, all right, it's a silly name, but let's get into the meat of it. Let's get into to the real depths here. And this, if you listen to the president... This is a dire issue. If we do nothing to keep glaciers from melting faster and oceans from rising faster and forests from burning faster and storms from growing stronger, we will condemn our children to a planet beyond their capacity to repair. Submerged countries, abandoned cities, fields no longer growing, indigenous peoples who can't carry out traditions that stretch back millennia. Ooh. Wow, that, that, sounds, that sounds bad. Sounds real bad. It also sounds familiar. I think I've heard that before. I think we've all heard that before. We've heard it over and over and over. Doom and gloom, the planet's going to be destroyed, and it's and it's our fault, and we have to stop it. Although, even if we, you know, cut out all carbon right now, we really won't be able to stop it. Okay, I've heard all this. But here's the thing. It's just not true. See, science isn't about groupthink. Science isn't about consensus. Science is about right or wrong, true or false. It's not about how you feel. It's not about group hugs. It's about logic. It is about facts. And here are the facts when it comes to climate change. There has been no global warming in 18 years and six months, according to the satellite temperature records. None. College freshmen have never experienced global warming. Now, the land records, which have been manually manipulated, those do show global warming, but those records have been adjusted and they've turned what would be cooling trends 
at individual temperature stations across the world into warming trends. So in the United States, there was actually, according to the land raw data, there was a cooling trend from the 1930s until now. But after the adjustment, that's been turned into a warming trend. Now, there may be legitimate scientific reasons for making those adjustments, but we won't know because the scientists at NOAA and at NASA and at the University of East Anglia will not release their methodology. They will not tell us what they did or why they did it. And here's the reason why they won't do it, and I'm not making this up. It's because, and we saw this in emails in ClimateGate, it's because they are afraid if they release their data someone will try to prove them wrong. That's not science, folks. That's politics. That's propaganda. It is not science. Science, you release all of your data and you ask people, show me where I'm wrong. You want to know where you're wrong. Climate change is no longer about science. No longer. Even the manipulated records, by the way, the warming trend they've created, still doesn't keep pace with what the United Nations computer models say it should have warmed. We're, even, even when you're tilting the scales, even when you're putting your finger on it, it, it still doesn't keep up with what the models, the climate change theory says should have happened. Here's another fact. Glaciers melt in summer. Just because glaciers are melting up in Alaska right now when you visit on August 31st doesn't prove climate change. And just because glaciers are melting doesn't prove why they're melting, other than it's warm. But this year, this summer, the North Pacific has been in a warm cycle. We would expect to see greater glacier melt in Alaska right now because the water around it, especially to the south, is warmer than normal and we're in summer. This is not unusual. This is just logical. Now, I mentioned that we've heard some of this before. I want to go back. ABC did a special in 2009. It was called Earth 2100. And it was supposed to talk about how things were just going to get horrible off into the future. So, so they set it up as if, as if this was a documentary from the future that they're just now playing. And one of the years they happen to cover is this year, 2015. Listen up. 2015 is only six years away, but many experts say that if the world has not reached an agreement to massively reduce greenhouse gases by then, we could pass a point of no return. If we're still dragging our feet in 2015, it really becomes almost impossible for the world to avert a degree of climate change that we simply will not be able to manage. Oh my. Okay, so if we reach that tipping point, what bad things happen in this futuristic 2015. My mother and I were waiting for gas. The line went around the block and then some, nothing new. But this time, the line had stopped moving altogether. Gas shortages. Okay, climate change causes gas shortages, according to them. Well, not so much. I, I filled up my car the other day for $1.82. Uh, nice try. What's next? They are calling it the storm of the century. Hurricane Linda, packing category five winds. Big storms weren't unusual, but this one was bigger than the others, and it was headed for Miami. Not really. I mean, we haven't had a major hurricane strike the U.S. coast since 2005. It's actually 
the longest period of time that we've gone without a major hurricane hitting the U.S. So their alarmism from 2009 simply hasn't come true as of today. So why do they keep saying these things? Doom and gloom, crisis, oh my word, dogs and cats living together. Why do they keep saying this? And until we have a crisis of some kind, I don't think we're going to be motivated to wake up and say, okay, now we have to change. Sometimes it takes a big shock to get people, you know, out of the inertia that, that, that's built into the system. Okay, do you now see why President Obama came out and talked about all the horrible things that are going to happen if we don't make a change right now? Because if, if we don't create these crises, then people aren't going to act. And of course, we're not going to act because the things they want to do to combat climate change are bad for the economy and they're bad for freedom. It means more government control and more regulation. There has been one thing they were close on. Some 250,000 Bangladeshi refugees fleeing from last month's devastating cyclone are massing on the Indian border. Okay, well, there is a mass movement of people trying to go from one place to another right now, and, and it really is causing crisis problems. But it's not climate change refugees. This is terrorism refugees, people fleeing ISIS, fleeing Boko Haram, fleeing the terrorists are trying to get into Europe, and Europe's trying to block them right now, and there is a crisis there. But it's not about the weather. It's about terrorism. We need to focus on the real problem, not on the politically correct problem. Any leader willing to take a gamble on a future like that, any so-called leader who does not take this issue seriously or treats it like a joke, is not fit to lead. It's not a joke. It is frightening but not because of what climate change is going to do. Climate changes all the time, and it's not our fault. We just have to learn to adapt to it. What's frightening is that our current leadership is not focused on solving the greatest threat to democracy and freedom and human life on the planet right now, and that is the global war on terrorism. Instead of heading to Mount Denali, you should stop denying the terroristic threat and start addressing it with the full force of the greatest nation on the face of Earth.